Larry Taunton, thank you so much for being on with me, brother. How are you? Hey, I am very good, CL, and it is such a, a joy for me to hear your cheery voice. How are you doing, brother? I am doing well, Larry. The Lord has healed, it is healing me, and I am so grateful for my faith. Well, Lori and I extend our condolences to you. You have been in our prayers, and uh, my, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the trial that you have been through, and yet here you are back on the front lines again. I admire your toughness and your courage. Glory to God. Thank you for that, my brother. And uh, and, and you and your travels, and Laurie, tell them all up that way. And hey, we got to get together soon, man. we got to get together soon, and we're going to do it. But now tell everybody what you're doing, and, and tell us about this new, this new column that you had out back on the 6th and all of that. Talk to us about it. Yeah, I, you know, CL, like, like so many of your listeners, there's so many fine conservatives and uh, Christians in this country who are deeply concerned about what they see happening across the American landscape. And interestingly enough, CL, I don't even know that, that, that you know this, I, I got my bachelor's and master's degrees uh, in European uh, history uh, with a concentration in Russian history and Marxism. And uh, interestingly enough, wow. back when I was in graduate school uh, in the mid-90s, and now this is, you know, the wall came down, uh, the Berlin Wall came down in November of 89. The, uh, the Soviet Union, you know, uh, disintegrated in, uh, in 91. And, uh, you know, people with degrees in Russian history and Marxism, uh, the Cold War, uh, guys uh, who were in so much demand in the post-World War II era were suddenly uh, like guys who, uh, you know, who worked on DHS uh, systems, you know, in the uh, in the age of DVD. <laughs> they're, just, they're just a dime a dozen. They're out of work. And here I am pursuing a degree in this at CL, and, uh, and, and it was thought to be a waste of time. Uh, you know, a career dead end. And yet here we are all these years later, and I'm feeling like I, I know this movie. I have seen it before. I've spent a lot of time in Eastern Europe. And so I put together a little article uh, based on a lecture I gave. Your people can find it at my website at Larry Alex Taunton. That's T A U N T O N, LarryAlexTaunton.com. And uh, it's titled Understanding What Is Happening in America. And I'm trying to connect the dots for people because the average person's yell is watching and they're thinking initially, you know, this is not George Floyd. This is about police brutality. It's about racial equality. And then they start seeing, you know, statues of abolitionists, you know, being knocked over. They begin to see rioting. They begin to see, you know, pillaging and looting and violence in our streets. And they think, well, okay, maybe it's not about that. Um, but the left is following a very careful playbook here. It looks like chaos, but it isn't. They're following uh, Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. Wow. Folks, listen up to what is going on here. Wake up to what's going on. You know, Larry, I can recall conversations with you in the past. Uh, I'm talking going back years now when you've been coming on radio with me. And you were ringing that bell then. I was ringing that bell then that Saul Alinsky's playbook is out and it is open and they're playing from it. 
Larry, uh, before we go on with this conversation, just a, a little side note. When we're talking about the McCluskeys uh, standing on their own property, uh, defending their own home with their own guns, uh, what is happening? Is this a part of this scheme, this playbook as well, to take those guns? Uh, yes, uh, it is. I mean, you have to disarm citizenry. And, you know, there's multiple things here, you know, going on all at once that can seem un. Related, but the attack on America, you know, for instance, let's take somebody like Colin Kaepernick, you know, kneeling and insisting, as Aaron Rodgers did on uh, on Twitter, uh, very foolishly, he says this has nothing to do with the flag. Well, very interestingly, I raise a question, well, then why are you doing it during the flag ceremony? Right. I mean, why do it then? And of course, uh, the, the, the program here is that we have to destroy the left has to destroy your patriotism, uh, CL, under the acids of cynicism. I raise questions about your heroes. Will you like George Washington? Will you slave owner? You know, will, will you like, uh, you know, um, Abraham Lincoln? Well, he was a racist. In other words, I can bring up a sin for every single person you like. Right. Every single right. one. I can find something negative. Including mom and up. including mom and dad. Absolutely, it was appropriate. And Americans, if we don't wake up, if they're able to charge them with a felony, are you hearing me? If they're able to charge them with a felony for defending their home and exercising their constitutional right, they're going to do it to you. Wake up, stand with uh, Josh Hawley. Uh, Y'all know that I go back with Josh before he became Attorney General of Missouri. We campaigned with him. Uh, he is now Senator Hawley. He is demanding that those charges be dropped. Stand with him on those. Well, let me ask you this then, uh, Larry. I know that you have opinions on it. What about then the attacks on the president and the presidency? Is this then also a part of the design with uh, Alinsky? Yes, because President Trump, and I, I know the moment we mentioned Trump, you and I both know this, there are people who have a visceral reaction to this, in part because they have been so deeply affected um, by the media. And again, if you listen to this talk that I've, I've given, again, you can find it on my website at LarryAlexTalk.com. If you listen to this talk, I, I found myself recently, CL, I've been, I was rereading for, I think, the third time um, 
William L. Shire's Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, a classic book of a previous generation. And Shire has a lengthy uh, little quotation in there, which I used in this talk, in which he says that as a correspondent in Nazi Germany to the lead up to World War II, he says in spite of the fact that he had access to to media outside of Germany, he still found himself deeply influenced by the propaganda of Joseph Goebbels and the uh, and, and the Nazi media. Um, it was affecting him, even though he tried to not let it affect him. And ladies and gentlemen, the media in this country has become a joke. It's become a joke. Uh, if you're not listening to people like CL, if you're you're not listening to a, a, a few other luminaries who are out there who are uh, conveying the truth to us, I I will sit and watch a press conference with Donald Trump where he says one thing, and the media reports exactly the opposite. Uh, his press secretary has pointed this out on numerous occasions, and Donald Trump has uh, has been a guy who has stood between. Uh, the president of the the, um, the radical left and their agenda, and they absolutely want to destroy this man, and they will use anything to do it. And I want to quote Alinsky. For those of you who don't know who he is, Saul Alinsky was a Marxist political theorist. Um, she was more or less introduced to the broader world by Hillary Clinton, who wrote her senior thesis at Wellesley. Um, about him, Barack Obama was deeply influenced by him, and Alinsky wrote a book called Rules for Radicals, and in the book, he says this, he says, you must be willing to say or do anything to acquire power. Now, that's what we're seeing here. This isn't Black Lives Matter doesn't care about black people. They don't. There's a difference between the statement, black Lives Matter, which is a statement of human dignity and worth, which we agree with, and Black Lives Matter, a Marxist organization that is hijacking um, uh, race in order to cloak their own sordid agenda. And they are willing to use black people, they are willing to use anyone in order to acquire power. Absolutely right. And uh, you can get the interview that I did with David Alinsky, Saul Alinsky's interview, uh, Saul Alinsky's son. Uh, on it's on my it's download free VCL Brian Show app. Got to go back a ways, a couple of years, but it's in the archives. Oh and, my! Yeah. I didn't know you'd done that. Yeah. I got to go listen to that. I have interviewed his son, and what he uh, has done and what he is doing is trying to rehabilitate his father's image uh, and, and modern. Day. The Alinsky Institute, I'm not really sure, is still up and running, but his son was, in fact, uh, handling that uh, in modern times. Larry, let me ask you this then, uh, when we, we talk about the definitions that are going on. Black Lives Matter is was founded by uh, lesbians uh, who, in fact, as you said, had no interest whatsoever in black lives. They simply had uh, interest in a promoting an agenda which is being very successful they, they they got 350 million now they they have donations of over 350 million dollars since coronavirus has yeah, taken amazing. isn't this a hustle is there a true hustle going on as you're saying larry on the american people using are we being swindled using our own dime uh to do it 
Absolutely, CL. And it is because the American people have traditionally been a good people. They have been a generous people. And um, when someone asks you, do you believe Black Lives Matter? Well, well of course. And uh, this is what the left has been so successful at doing. This is, by the way, they, they've discovered a strategy that works. When they asked, um, uh, you know, more than a decade ago, via Gallup and, and Pew Forum, the American people, if they were in favor of gay marriage, Americans said no in overwhelming numbers. But when they couched it in terms of freedom, in terms of privacy, in terms of love, then the American people began to backpedal just a little bit. Well, similarly, what they have discovered is in order to push their own Marxist agenda and a very sordid sexual agenda, by the way, look at how confused we have become as a people just since gay marriage has been legalized. I mean, just just how rapidly this has uh, this has changed. They have discovered that if they can hide uh, an agenda, which the American people, as a rule, are not in favor of, in this case, Marxism, and as I say, a very sordid sexual agenda. If they can hide it in um, in, in an apparent civil rights movement, a new civil rights movement, they give it that kind of veneer, then suddenly Americans are in favor of it. So there is a hiding going on, Americans. Larry, I want you to stay with me uh, through the short break that is coming up because we want to examine how definitions equal destinations. Larry was talking about this very thing because if they define what gay marriage is in different terms, it will take you to a different destination in your thinking, folks. This is what we have been programmed to do. When we come back after uh, the, uh, the, the break, the short break, I'll return with my special guest today, Larry Taunton, and we are going to discuss uh, the idea of whether or not racial tension actually is existing. Go to your Walmart. Walk down your street. Is, is there racial tension anywhere that you're, you're walking or, 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 or going uh, today? Or is that just something that exists on those square boxes in your living rooms, your dens, and in your cars? That's where the racial tension really is, isn't it? Larry, we're going to talk. Let's talk about that. We've got about, about two minutes here. Uh, give, me, give me the short version, and we'll, we, then we'll open up the can when we come back. Give me the short version. What do you think about that? Well, I feel, amen. Um, I am seeing so many pastors. I've just published a new piece, CL, titled A Letter to America's Pastors and Churches, because we need them, and that's a discussion we might have on the other side of the break. But I wrote it because so many pastors are being duped into believing that the issue here is race. And so what I'm hearing from many Christians, black and white, is that they're saying they're going to church and their pastors are pounding 
pounding the pulpit about racism. And they find themselves looking around at the church and saying, is there anybody here who really is in favor of racism? Is there anybody here who is in favor of putting their knee on the throat of somebody and, you know, and killing them? Or is there anyone here who is really a white supremacist? And the answer, of course, is no. Um, and yet they're effectively being called from the pulpit by their own pastors, you know, a bunch of white supremacists. Now, I'm not saying that, that racism doesn't exist. Uh, nobody, nobody knows better than you do that, of course, it does exist. However, this is not the major issue of our time. And I'll also say to you, as somebody who's been around the world in 55 countries, if you think that America isn't the freest and the best country on the face of the earth, brother, you need to get out more. Amen to that. Larry Taunton is my special guest. Uh, we will return with him don't you go anywhere on the other side of the break we have great conversation waiting for you i'm cl this is the cl bryant show if you don't get both hours download free the cl bryant show app and of course all of the shows are archived there at least the ones that i don't mess up during this corona <laughs> <laughs> so, but we're going to return with Larry and uh, don't go anywhere thank you so much for making us most listened to this hour on Red State Talk anywhere in the world thank you so much we'll be right back I'm CL don't go anywhere help me build a bridge <laughs> Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. I am so glad that you have decided to come along with us daily from 12.05 in the east until 2 p.m. in the same. The C.L. Bryan Show, coast to coast, border to border, daily right here on the Talk Monster. Uh, that is Red State Talk Radio. And uh, my special guest today is uh, the founder. Fixed Point Ministries, my friend, Larry Taunton. Larry, before we go any further, tell the folks how they can get in touch with you, how they can get in touch with your work and your ministry uh, if they want you to come to their town, city, or hamlet, anywhere in the world, folks, I'm telling you, he'll come. He'll come. Well, they are uh, 
Um, uh, but we'll be able to find me at Larry Alex Taunton. That's T A U N T O N, Larry Alex Taunton.com. And there they'll find, you know, they'll eventually find this interview. We'll link it back to your website and I will post it there. My other interviews, all of my articles, my book, which is about to come out, which is titled Around the World in More Than 80 Days Discovering What Makes America Great and Why We Must Fight to Say That This Book Hits Shelves in October. And, uh, and it relates my journeys around the world, effectively comparing the rest of the world to the United States. I mean, the left wants to tell us that America is such a terrible place. Well, I've been around the world to look at the alternatives three times, in fact. And I think people will enjoy that book an awful lot. I hope they will order it and order it in bulk. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, they can order that book in Twitter. bulk. I'm very active on Twitter. Larry Taunton on Twitter. Absolutely. And you know, folks, while Larry was out on that trip, he actually, we actually, I would have to record it, or he would actually get up at odd hours uh, of, the, of the night, wherever he was, and we would do live interviews uh, from remote places in the, on the globe uh, with Larry Taunton. It was just fantastic. And so, hey, be sure to get the book. Uh, be sure to get the book. It is going to be exciting. Larry, uh, when I think about you, I think about a, primarily an educator who is bringing to us clarity in uh, his thought and helping us do the same. Our young people now on college campuses do not debate issues any longer. What is the harm? What is the evil in that? Boy, CL, I will, in a very very guarded terms relate to you a recent experience I had. I was speaking on a college campus and I was speaking to a bunch of uh, uh, ostensibly Christian kids and their professor. And, uh, and I was relating to them. Now get this. I would, this was what I was asked to speak on. I was talking about the, the Declaration of Independence in that line that says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And among these are life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness. Well, none of them seem to know where this came from. So I said, well, you know, it's in the Declaration of Independence. And I said, however, the founding fathers, you know, that hadn't quite penetrated their hearts and their minds that that extended to all people because you know they didn't they didn't extend um, rights like that to people of color so we had to fight a civil war in order to achieve it and then I asked the class and I said but today who do we not extend these unalienable rights to there's still another group that doesn't get these rights and they all look puzzled and I said well the unborn still a battle to be fought for the unborn. And I said, the Democratic Party does not believe that the unborn have certain unalienable rights. Their professor went apoplectic. <laughs> this, is, this is presumably an evangelical Christian. Wow. And um, wow. endeavored to shut me down, all but called me a racist. And um, essentially suggested that my whole, he told his students I was not speaking from a basis of truth, invited his students to attack what I said, and uh, it was startling to me because, again, I wow. was speaking to a bunch of Christians. And uh, But the moment I mentioned Democrats, then then suddenly it was like I had crossed some line. And, I, and, and of course, they never pushed back with any fact. I said, you know, well, so you... You're against abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're against abortion. But, but, but Donald Trump is what they kept saying. I said, well, wow. I never mentioned Donald Trump. 
I'm just simply saying to you that just as, and I used Acts chapter 10, um, which some of your readers will be familiar with, you absolutely will be familiar with. You know, Peter preached this wonderful sermon at Pentecost about the love of God and, you know, him calling all men. And yet that hadn't fully penetrated his heart because here he goes to the home of Cornelius, a Gentile, and he's a little reluctant to share the gospel with him. And he eventually sees that, quote, God shows no partiality. And indeed, he does baptize him and his whole family, and they become believers. But he goes back to Jerusalem feeling like he's going to have to defend himself to the other disciples because yeah. guess what he's done? Yeah. He's brought he's brought a non-Jew into the, into the congregation. And I was using that as an example. I said, here's Jefferson with this beautiful line in the Declaration of Independence about unalienable rights. And yet he didn't believe that that went to African-Americans. Yeah. So we had to fight a civil war in order to achieve it because it's a wonderful central ideal rooted in creation that is at the heart of what this country is about. Absolutely. And yet the battle is still going on because we do not extend those rights to the unborn. You know, Larry, and I, you're, the, you're, the, you're the perfect guy to write on this particular subject. You may have already, but I'd like to see what you'd write on this. Uh, I see Manchurian candidates just uh, everywhere oh, right now because there's certain trigger words that uh, are, are setting people <laughs> off these days. Trump is one of them for sure. Christian is another one. I mean, it, it sets abortion is another one. It sets people off. And we have been programmed to be set off by these square tubes and boxes in our radio, in our homes, and in our televisions and so forth, Larry. And, and let, let me ask you this then. Uh, Jesus is the answer for all of this, but if the Christian church, if Christian institutions are not sharing the full counsel of God, like these children didn't under, didn't know where, uh, the, the, the thought that we are endowed by our creator comes from in our Americanism, our Judeo-Christian structure. It's yep. sad when you think about they, they have no clue about the other. I, I am, oh, I'm, uh, two things, CL. Well, three. At first, I am so glad that I was educated in public and private schools that believed in God. I was taught the Lord's Prayer in second grade in public school. Yeah, me too. In public school. Yeah. Um, I, where I got it, I was, I was required, um, to learn that along with many other, um, uh, pieces of what we would consider to be classical literature from the Western canon that are yeah. rooted in a Judeo-Christian worldview. Our, my children were homeschooled in order that we could we could give that to them. But I am startled at the ignorance of a generation that. And by the way, so many of these rioters, they're often a bunch of um, of white yeah. privileged, yeah. Um, uh, you know, Gen Xers and. Um, uh, Gen Z, uh, excuse me, um, millennials and Gen Zers. And one of my sons said this, which I thought was really insightful. He's, he's 24 and he made this comment to me. He said, Dad, my generation wants their life to be like a movie, but they don't care what the plot line is. They just want it to be, um, like a movie. And I wow. thought, you know, that's so true that, wow. you know, a generation ago, Carl Jung, um, the psychoanalyst, he made this statement. He said, the central neuroses of our time is boredom. 
Wow. And I see so many kids who themselves uh, enjoy freedoms and prosperity that were paid for with the currency of blood. Wow. Paid for with the currency of blood, and they take them utterly for granted. And they are seeking to annihilate all of it out of what would appear to be just sheer boredom. And, and you know, Larry, when, when, you, when you talk about uh, them uh, uh, being bored and when you talk about their defiant, almost ignorance uh, to it and they're wanting their lives to be like a movie, then you, you were talking about a generation who is truly out of touch with what's real. And, oh, for sure. and making money is a real thing. You've got you to gotta do that to eat. You've got to do that to live. These kids, then, if it's going to be like a movie, they're not wanting to pay the dues that it takes to make the money. They, they just want it overnight, instantly. Is that, is that a part of the being liked uh, type of world that we live in now and really believing that these people on Facebook and Twitter actually like you? Is, is, is that what it is? What's going on here with that? I, I think you're right. And by the way, I'm, I'm going to steal and yet give full attribution to your Manchurian candidate uh, <laughs> reference. That is that is that is golden CL. That is just right on. And what what is happening is that they are adhering to a, a kind of Twitter zeitgeist. They're they're getting their their morality from from social media. That's their that's their guide. They have no fixed point. They are not anchored in any absolute. Um, so the result is that they just blow with the wind. Um, and whatever that wind is, is, uh, is what's reflected on social media uh, at a given time. And because they haven't been educated, and I really want to drive this home, I have been saying, I've been screaming for 20 years that we needed to wake up to what was happening in our public schools because our public schools and our universities are incubators of radicalism. And Americans have been paying in effect, for their children to be radicalized. And I cannot tell you the number of times I've sat down with parents who have asked um, for my advice or my help with a child who does not share their worldview. You know, in other words, sitting down with parents who are conservative or who are Christian, and you're asking me, why is it that our child doesn't share these views? And I think, well, because for the last 15 years, your child has spent nine to 10 hours a day away from you uh, in an environment that is hostile to your worldview. And if you think that doesn't have an effect, it does. And now, what's the, uh, what's the term? The chickens have come home to roost. I mean, now we're, now we're really starting to see it. Yeah, and, and folks, you must realize the power of what Larry Taunton has just expressed to you. The, edu- the, the classrooms outside of your home is hostile to what you have taught your child. And when you think about the strength and the power that they must have on the mind of your child in order for them to actually rebel against something and someone they, that they know love them, they know you love them, but the ideals that they are getting from their places of education 
somehow are more powerful than what you have instilled in them. Larry, I, I want you to continue to fight the good fight, man. And listen, tell everybody one more again. Tell them again how you can, we can get in touch with you. Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter, Larry Taunton, T-A-U-N-T-O-N, and you go to my website at Larry Alex Taunton. .com and get my book, Around the World in More Than 80 Days, uh, Discovering What Makes America Great and Why We Must Fight to Save It is available for pre-order now on Amazon. Thank you, CEO. Thank you, brother. God bless you and God can keep you continue to fight the good fight. I know you that too, you will friend. because you are. We'll speak to you real soon. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you.